Welcome to the Books of Titans podcast, where I seek truth in the world's best books. I'm your host, Eric Rostad, coming to you from the beautiful Books of Titans studio in Franklin, Tennessee. My goal is to read 52 books per year and share what I'm learning. I'll talk a bit about each book, tie ideas together from a variety of genres, and share the one thing I always hope to remember from each book. Well, today's going to be a special episode. I'm, I'm going to cover 10 ideas here on how to become a better reader of fiction. As I've been doing this reading project now for, for five years, I've, I've read a good mix of nonfiction and fiction. And as I've been reading fiction, I've, I've just had these ideas and ways that I approach fiction that have helped me become a better reader of fiction to where I, I enjoy it more and more. So I just want to share these things, these things with you. It, it's, it's not, you know, I didn't go on the internet and try to find a list of, of top 10 things for fiction or something. These, these are ideas that, uh, that I've come across and, and that have really helped me. Some I implemented a long time ago and some I've just been implementing in the last few books I've read. So I'll try to highlight that too, just how long I've been doing it. But, uh, Here's some ideas to get you going. If you are not a reader of fiction at the moment, uh, perhaps you only read nonfiction or only only like nonfiction. You just want to read the history books, the the productivity books, or or that kind of thing. I I want to encourage you to get into fiction. Uh, pick up a novel and and read it. It it can bypass the barriers that you have in your heart, in your head. And it can reach deeper levels than than nonfiction can. It can it can show you how you think. It can show you how you feel, and you, you start as you're reading about these characters and getting into their inner lives. Uh, you see yourself in in these characters. You see other people in these characters, and it just it it reaches a deeper level. So if you are not a reader of fiction, please please I get into it, and, and I hope this uh, this episode is is a a way to to get you started along that journey. So here are the 10, 10 ideas that I'll I'll be covering here. I'm just going to go. In order, uh, and they're kind of in importance to, to some degree, um, and, and also just as you're approaching a, a work of fiction, uh, here are things to start out with. So number one, determine the voice. So what is the voice of the book? Is it, in, is it written in the first person? Is it written in the third person? So is the main character, the, the, uh, that's called the protagonist, is the main character, are they talking? So is it like, I went here and then I did this and, and I met with, or is it, is it a third person? Is it somebody saying, uh, John uh, went here, he did this? And, and so that's the first thing in very basic, I mean, nothing earth shattering here, but just determine what voice the book is in. And why this is important is, is it allows you to uh, well, there's there's things that can happen in each voice, and some things that that can't happen. So, for instance, in in the first person, you, you're only getting that character's viewpoint. You are not you're not getting a broader picture, and so that that's a limitation in a way. Is you're you're just getting their point of view. Uh, if it's in the third person, you're getting more of a, a an a outside point of view of what's happening to that person, but they're also not 
getting their inner thoughts if if that third person is merely an observer. There is a situation where there's a third person who is omniscient. And and so you're getting you're getting a broad overview of what's happening in the story. The narrator is is a third person but knows everything. So knows what's going on in the head of the main character. Knows uh, what other people are thinking of the main character. So that would be kind of the third person omniscient. And what's 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 neat about that is you do you do just get that that broader uh, vantage point, uh, but uh, even in the first person or the third person, uh, ask yourself the the further question too of what's their viewpoint? Are they, are they are they telling you the story as it's happening, or are they many years ahead, like uh, at the end of their life, kind of looking back at at how things have happened, and then. You know what? What does that mean? If if the, if it's many years ahead and they're looking back, do they have total recall, or are they just kind of remembering it as they want to remember it? Uh, these are all just kind of fun questions to ask as as you're reading and, and determining the voice of the story. Uh, another really, I, I just find this fascinating. But another another thing to to consider is is the narrator is is the person whose vantage point the book is from are they trustworthy if not you you've got a problem uh because you don't know if they're telling you the truth or not so can you trust their the narrator and so one way to to determine this is does the narrator lie and if they lie to other people in the story are they also lying to you in the telling of what has happened um it just introduces so many different intricacies just simply to know what voice is the book written in. Uh, just kind of a side note, uh, I read Dangerous Liaisons last year, and that book is really fun because it was a, a series of letters. And that's how you, so there's not like a one main person that that is telling you the story. It's not like a third person omniscient who's telling you, it's, it's letters. And so you're getting the vantage point of all these different characters because the letters are written by them. And that was, that was a really fun novel to read just because there were all these different voices. So yes, yeah, some, some novels you'll come across like that, uh, some works of fiction where you're getting a lot of different vantage points, but you also come across where, where the whole story is written in a particular voice. So just make a note of that. Uh, one, one thing I'll do, uh, and this is actually something I've only started doing. I remember learning about this in school many eons ago, but, um, but just to, to determine the voice, but I haven't done it until very recently for, for this reading project. But what, one thing I, I try to do now is I, 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 I love to write in my books and I will go right to the back of the book and write the voice of the book right away. And, and that's something you can determine pretty quickly when you start writing. So just write that, like open up the back of the book and write what voice it's in. If it's in the first person, if it's in the third person, if the third person is just merely a, an observer or if they're omniscient, uh, just make a quick note of that. And that, that will really just kind of set the stage for the rest of the novel. Second thing, make a list of characters. Uh, find out who the protagonist is. The protagonist is simply, that's fancy word for the main character. Uh, who's the antagonist? Who's, who's against the, the protagonist? Um, just kind of make, make a quick note of, of those. And then there's two main ways of, of getting this list of characters. One is to, to find one online and, and print it out. And so I'll often do this if it's like a huge classic novel with just 
tons of characters. And so for like War and Peace, I, I did that. I went online and printed out a character list. And that so that's one way. The other way is just to write down the names of the characters as you come across them in the book. So again, I write in my books, uh, I, I open up the back cover and, and I'll make a character list. And, and maybe on a, a separate page than my notes for the book, just so I can kind of keep the characters all all in one place. Now there's pros and cons to both of those ideas. If you print out a list, the pro is that you're, you're generally getting just the main characters. Um, whereas if you're writing out the list as you meet the people in the book, you, you, you end up writing up uh, down all these names that maybe the only the author only listed them one time and they're not a main character but as you start reading you, you're not sure of that yet so if you print out a list it's usually like here are the main characters and that that helps the downside of printing out the list is it usually has a, a brief bio of the person and that can give away some spoilers so the the brief bio will say well you know this person fell in love with this person and then they were murdered or, or uh you know this happened and so it, it gives some spoilers away and and so that's kind of the negative side of, of printing out a list. The the negative side of of that uh, writing as you meet them is that you don't know who is important at first. However, it, as you, if you're writing them down in the back of the book, it, it at least for me, it helps me remember the characters. And then the other thing I like about that, and you can do this uh, with either of these approaches, is to just keep making lists by that person's name. Uh, make notes as you as you continue to meet them throughout the book. What do they do? What do they say? What are things that stick out about them? And and you can just kind of keep this rolling list of, of each of the characters. That just helps, especially if you have to take a step away from the book for a little bit. Um, if, if you come back and you have that list of characters, it just makes it so much easier to, to pop back in. Number three, start slow. Uh, you're in, this is not a race to get through novels as, as fast as you can. So just start slow. And sometimes, uh, for me, it will just take a long time to get going into a work of fiction. It's like the, those first hundred pages just seem to take forever. But I'm making lists of, of the characters. I'm really getting immersed in the world of the novel. And it just takes a while. So don't get impatient. Just take it slow. You'll find that your speed will pick up as you're reading it because you're you're starting starting to get familiar with the characters, the location, what's happening. Uh, but but start slow. I would even say if if you reach a certain point and it's just not making sense, start over. It's okay to start over. I've I've done that. I've, I did that with a book this year on my list. I was like 50 pages in and and just it it wasn't clicking yet. I started over. And I, that helped. I, I made it through the rest of the book. Number four, consult a map. So with a lot of works of fiction, they are either they either take place in a made-up world or they take place in the real world. Um, and and so the, it, it may take place in like Chicago. And you can just pull up a map of Chicago and, and kind of follow along where they are as you're reading. Or if it's a, a fantasy book or something like that, sometimes they'll have a map of the location in the book. Just follow those. Uh, sometimes it'll be a fold-out map and it'll come out of the book. I'll, I'll Every time I open the book, I'll unfold that map and set it out right in front of me just so I have that. It does something to your brain, at least to mine, where it just helps me remember what I'm reading because I, I can kind of visualize where things are taking place by, by consulting that map. 
Number five, look for themes. So if if something is mentioned more than once, that that's that's how you can the basic way of of looking for a theme. It it could be something like a color. It could be an idea. It could be a statement that's just repeated over and over. But but basically, what you're trying to find here is just what's the author trying to show through this novel? What are what are the the main ideas? What are the main themes? And those things can tie an entire book together in a very unique way. And that theme can be developed. That theme can can take you places and kind of surprise you. Uh, but it's really fun to to identify those early on and then just to make a note of them and and then to follow them throughout the book. I mean, you can even do this with with books like the Bible, where you you can see a theme throughout. When I read it last time for this project, I noticed a theme right away of the curse. And I saw that right away in Genesis and it went throughout a lot of the books of the Bible and and ended on the second to last page of the Bible, the the curse. And and there was a uh, it it there was a problem with the curse at the beginning, and then it actually resolved itself on the second to last page of the Bible. So it's just fun to kind of look for those those themes. Further to this, and, and tied to this idea of themes, is just to look for things that seem odd. Maybe it's a turn of phrase. Maybe it's just a a, a weird way of of writing about something. But there's probably a reason for that. And so just kind of keep. Uh, the, the the main thing here is just to pay attention. Pay attention to themes. Pay attention to things that stick out that seem odd. It's probably the author trying to to get you to notice something. Number six, here's a, a, a do not do type thing. So number six, don't watch the movie. If there is a movie, read the book first. Don't even watch the trailer. There is something that is just so magical about letting your mind envision what you are reading without any prompts. And so when you pick up a work of fiction, your mind is just going to naturally kind of imagine and picture what you're reading. So if, uh, especially when the author does a, 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 an amazing job of, of describing the, the scene, like your mind just does things. And in my mind, it'll go to things I've seen in the past. And so maybe it's a tra- uh, travel or a scene, a scene I've seen um, in another state or country or something. But my, my mind will go to these things. And, and if I've seen the movie or if I've seen a trailer even, uh, my mind will go immediately to the actor or actress who portrays that person. And I don't want that. And and I, 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 want, I want to see what my mind comes up with as I'm reading these things first. Go ahead and watch the movie afterward, but it, it it just makes it a lot more special if you come to the to the novel with whatever pops in your head while you're reading it, as opposed to what someone else has put in your head through characters, through scenery, and all that. Uh, it just makes the the reading process so much more magical. Number seven: If music is mentioned, put it on while you're reading. I've I started doing this and it's it's so fun. So uh, like Murakami will just mention a ton of different music uh, musical artists, uh, s- particular songs, uh, particular classical pieces, and all of my phone. I've got uh, Apple Music. Uh, you can basically search any song. You can do this with with Spotify as, as well. You can search any song and and if it's listed there, just put it on and then just kind of keep reading if if you're able uh, with the music playing and it just gives this ambiance to the book while you're reading it. I just generally like to have music playing uh, very lightly while I'm reading as well. And what I try to do is kind of have thematic music. So uh, 
though I won't watch the movie. If there is a movie, I may put on the movie soundtrack while I'm reading the book and, or just music that kind of seems relevant. So if it's a book about Scotland, I might put Scottish music on, um, that, that kind of thing. So yeah, just, uh, it, it, it kind of expands your reading experience if if music is mentioned if you put that on because then if if they're talking about a character listening to a a song you're you're listening to that same song as you're reading about the character listening to that song uh again just kind of something that that makes reading a lot more fun number eight uh, at the end of each chapter write a few sentences of what happened in your own words so don't just like find the sentence and copy it exactly just do a quick recap i mean i, I may spend 30 seconds at the end of each chapter doing that. Few few things. One, this just helps you remember it. Just the act of writing it down helps you. Uh, putting it into your own words also helps you because you, you're thinking what about what you just read and then recapping it very quickly. The other thing is if you need a refresher, again, if you it's, you haven't read the book in a few days and you just, oh, what happened again? You can just quickly go through the end of each of those chapters and, and find what you wrote at the end. Number nine, uh, this is a key one, especially if it is a work of fiction that is fantasy or just, uh, it, you know, takes place in another world or something like that. Just read, read the book as if it were true. Read the book as if it were true. I This one had a huge impact on me. A friend suggested this to me when I was reading through the Lord of the Rings. So I started with The Hobbit and I really wanted to like it and I just didn't like it. And so I shared that on social media and my friend said, read it as if it were true. And so I started into the Lord of the Rings series right after The Hobbit, kind of dreading it, but I started reading it as if it were true. And that just flipped everything for me. Just kind of turned on the light bulb. I really enjoyed the Lord of the Rings series. And I I attribute it to that, reading it as if it were true. I think in my mind, what, what was happening is I was viewing it as kind of something silly. Like, why am I reading about this world that doesn't exist? This isn't going to help me in any other reading. But just by saying, just by reading it as if it were true, it just flipped it to where I, I approached it in a completely different way. So if you are having trouble with, with a work of fiction that you're reading, try that. Just try flipping a switch in your head that just read it as if it were true. And number 10, just if you need some ideas on where to get started with fiction, here, here are a few ideas. One is just to start with some delightful novels. One could be old, The Old Man and the Sea by Hemingway. It's a very short book. It is, I, I, I love it. It's just, it's one of my favorites. And so if you just need something like quick to, to get going, that's a good one. A Hundred Years of Solitude by uh, Gabriel Marquez. That one is just delightful to read. Uh, it's It's kind of fantasy within the real world. And that one was a lot of fun. If you're looking for a classic to just blow your mind, Crime and Punishment is a good one. I also found Count of Monte Cristo to be to be a, a really fun read as well. That is a big book as well. But uh, my 12-year-old neighbor here just picked up Count of Monte Cristo, over a thousand page book, and he absolutely loved it. So there's a lot of ways to get started. But, but first, just choose something that you would you know you know you would enjoy and and start start with that the other the other way to to get going and to hone your skills 
uh, your reading skills for fiction is to read mysteries, uh, especially mysteries like ones written by Agatha Christie. So what I found with, with those is you have to pay very close attention. So they're generally short books, and there's just a number of clues throughout the book that help you determine who who the killer was. And you just you you are forced to pay attention. So it's a very good practice because every clue, every thing that's said, you just you really need to be paying attention the whole time. So it it's a very good lesson in reading comprehension and paying attention to detail that will help you as you read other works of fiction. So again, if you just need a good place to start, pick up an Agatha Christie book and have fun. It's it's they're short and 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 quick. Another idea is just to to start with a popular series. Um, series can be daunting in that they're huge, but you know, a Harry Potter, Narnia, uh, you're not going to go wrong with those. Bestsellers uh, or the classics. Uh, the classics are classics for a reason. They've stood the test of time, and they have sparked something in many people across many ages. So if again, if you're if you're looking to get started in reading, these are just some ideas to to get you going. So those are the ten ideas for having fun with fiction. Just to recap, the first one is determine the voice. Uh, what voice is the book written in? Number two, make a list of characters. Number three, start slow. Number four, consult a map. Number five, look for themes. Number six, avoid the movies before you've read the book. Number seven, if music is mentioned, listen to it. Number eight, recap each chapter. Number nine, read it as if it were true. And number 10, just get started with something delightful. I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, I just love reading fiction. I, I can't wait to get into other works of fiction. I'm reading a work of fiction right now, Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. This is my, fir- my first Wendell Berry book. I'm enjoying it immensely and uh, have, have some other works of fiction on the list this year. If, uh, if you would like any other suggestions, f- feel free to email me at eric at booksoftitans.com. That's eric with a K. And I would love to share some other ideas for fiction that might might get you get going. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast as well. Then you'll get the, the new episodes right away as they, they come out. I'll be back in a week or two with another book from my 2022 reading list. Until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.